I am flame, flame is light. I am fire, fire is sight. I am flame, flame is light. I am fire, fire is sight. I am flame, flame is light. I am fire, fire is sight. I am flame. Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about just why it is that we love it so much. Uh, Happy New Year, everyone. I overslept by 45 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they they don't know that. Guys, so in order to recreate it, pause it now and start again 45 minutes from now. Yeah, pause it now, and then go to sleep, and then Jordan will call you on your phone, and then you will scramble around to make a giant cup of coffee that you have not had any of yet, which is why you maybe sound a little sleepy. Uh, But it's a new year, it's 2017, Uh, it is time to continue on with Sailor Business. We hope everybody had a a nice little break over the holidays. Uh, Jordan, did you have a a nice uh, Christmas? Yeah, overall, yeah, I had a lot of fun. How about you? Uh, yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. Did you get any uh, any Sailor Moon stuff? I didn't get. Wait, let me think about this. Let me verify. I don't believe I did. Well, you did not get anything from me. I know that. No, no, because I, know. I have a thing to send you, and I don't know where it is. I have an envelope with your address on it, and I can't find the thing I have to send you. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna be like a, a like a Nusagi's birthday present in June. <laughs> okay, I, yeah. it's not Sailor Moon related at all. So, okay, well then, yeah, no, I don't think I got anything Sailor Moon related. I mean, the close, I didn't even, no, I didn't even get anything cartoon related. No, no, I got a a Blu-ray of Clone Wars, so that's uh, cartoon related because that's a cartoon. That's, that's like that, close that's like a thing for your job, dude. Yeah, but I also like it. I like Clone Wars. Okay, well, I mean, I like yeah. I like the X-Men, too, but if somebody got me some X-Men stuff for my birthday, I'm like, man, thanks for reminding me of work. Well, isn't this work now, too? I guess. I guess it's <laughs> technically work. We do get money for it, but we'll, we'll talk about that during the act break. <laughs> okay. We are going to be watching today, episode 99 of Sailor Moon, uh, Sailor Moon S, which is called A Man's Kindness, Yuichiro Heartbroken by Ray. And to help us talk about that, we have a very special guest. Uh, she is someone who has actually written into the show a couple times and had her uh, emails uh, read out on the show as she has explained a few things to us. Uh, Elizabeth Dubois, welcome to the show. Hi. Longtime listeners might uh, remember Elizabeth as the person who uh, wrote in to tell us about uh, PQ Angels. Yeah. The uh, the other Naoko Takeuchi manga about uh, alien girls with guns who had to kiss each other to transform. Yeah, you were talking about like Sailor Moon with guns at at some point, and I was like, "Well, PQ Angel was there." So, oh, I would, I really want to read that. If anyone knows where I can find it, uh, <laughs> please, please let me know. Because it's not, it's not in America, right? It'd have to be like a, a fan translation, right? Yeah, it was canceled pretty early on too. I, I don't think that one made it over. 
unfortunately. Uh, so, Elizabeth, you have been listening to the show. You're, I went and uh, looked at your uh, Twitter icon, I think yesterday, where you're wearing your Bob Floyd shirt. <laughs> And I was also wearing my Bob Floyd shirt, and so I like turned my computer show in, and I just like pointed back and forth, like, "Yeah, same shirt, same shirt." <laughs> yeah, oh, nice. Uh, so, can you please tell us your history with Sailor Moon? Sure. So, uh, I'm French Canadian. So basically, uh, I was introduced to Sailor Moon through the manga first because I think it wasn't playing on TV until um, I don't remember exactly when, but it took a little while. So uh, I don't even remember how I got into the manga, I think, because uh, at some point my parents would give me a gift for my birthday, like, uh, let's go to the library and you choose a book. And then I, I might have stumbled upon Sailor Moon uh, Volume 1. And so I started reading the manga and then it started airing um, on TV. But they didn't buy the whole first season, so it was like the few first episode over the, over and over and over again. So basically, I never really saw uh, the anime uh, through the end. So very early on, while I was uh, listening to Setter Business, I started to get new episodes because I, I didn't I never watched them. And so uh, since we got all the manga, I didn't have like this really um, small crowd of friends where we would like play Sailor Moon. I would lend the book to my to my friends. And that's it for like how I was introduced to the show. But because I have two little sisters, so we would get a few like collectibles and we we even got like Barbie dolls at one point, and they were very, very ugly and cheap. <laughs> Those ones are terrible. Yeah, really. And I, I remember that um, because most of the things you could get that you could play with, play Sailor Moon with, were so ugly. <laughs> we created <laughs> our home, like paper dolls and stuff like that. And I, I think at, at one point I even like tried to create a D&D game. Because I know there was one that was official, but mm-hmm. like it was in English anyway, and we were really young, so we weren't able to, to read it. So I tried to create one, but the thing is, I didn't know how to play D&D, so it was basically <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what it was exactly, but I tried. Now, so were you, you were running that game? Or- yeah, but it was basically like a small set of rules, but we didn't know what to do with them. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like anything uh, great. So, uh, do you remember anything about the story you came up with? Uh, no, we, we we didn't even get to that point. It was basically <laughs> a set of rules and then like, oh, attack. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, when you were reading Sailor Moon as a manga, yeah. I, I'm, I'm guessing it was in French. Yeah, sure. I think even like the, the French manga, may, I'm not like 100% sure, but I think the French manga was released before, a little before the English manga. Because uh, France has a very big following for all Japanese stuff. Huh. And so I think they were introduced to Sailor Moon early on. 
I actually think that is. I think you are correct in that. Yeah. Now, when you when you watched the anime, was it was it dubbed in French? Yeah, and it was terrible. <laughs> it's even worse than the English one. What were the characters' names in 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 French? Oh, I have like a list, but oh, I think. Um, oh, please, please yeah, share. I think that uh, I I don't have the list for the anime version, but it's really close to uh, the English one for like mm-hmm. Makoto, Aslina, and all that stuff. But Ray is called Raya. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why exactly why they change it, but Yuzagi is called Bunny, like uh, they do in. Uh, the manga, I think, also in English, is called Benny, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the main difference is with the other senshi. So Michiru is called Milan. Okay. Oh. Aruka is called Frédéric. But Frédéric with a C, so like a boy's name. Huh, okay. So they are playing with this. Interesting. The other names are... Uh, so we didn't get to those in the anime yet, but Setsuna is called Severin. Okay. And uh, Otaru is called Olivia. Huh. And I might have trouble with this because Kaorinite, Kaoronite. Yeah. Yeah. I'm used to her being called Elvira. Elvira. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know why they changed that because most other evil guy name are pretty close to, to what they are in English. What about Mamoru? <laughs> it's almost the same. It's Manoru. Manoru, hmm. interesting. Yeah, I don't know why they change like one letter. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Yeah, it's really Very weird. Very strange. Yeah. Like, did you stick with Sailor Moon like throughout your life? Is it something that you, you were always into? Or did you kind of fall out and get back into it at some point? Yeah, I think like I was pretty much into it from end of elementary school through high school. Well, maybe at the end, not so much. The thing is also that in Quebec, it's not the um, education system is not quite the same as everywhere else. So college is like for us is two years between high school and university. Like it's weird anyway, but I have a little falling out at some point. But I came back to it lately, mainly because of the podcast, but now and then too. When I was like, oh, I, I want to reread the, the manga and stuff like that, but never really rewatched the anime until now. Well, we're glad we could bring you back to it. Yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. So I guess one uh, last question before we move on, uh, Elizabeth. Who was and is your favorite scout? <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but it's Sailor Mars. I'm from Quebec, so I'm, I'm from Canada. I'm, I'm going to apologize a, a bunch. But the thing is, <laughs> the thing is I'm, I'm a manga team. So Sailor Mars is so not the same right. as in the animation. It, it's like day and night. I'm trying to remember, Chris, have any of the Sailor Mars fans that we have had on the show been fans of her because of the anime? Because most, I feel like most of them say, no, it's because of the manga where she's way cooler. Yeah. Uh, well, Aiden, Aiden's a uh, favorite of Sailor Mars, and she's uh, she's not a uh, a manga reader. She's really coming to it from the show, like me, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can hear that. I can hear that judgment in your voice. <laughs> yeah. My second hey. favorite is Setsuna. Okay, okay. I couldn't say exactly why. Maybe it's because of 
her hair and like the fact that she controlled time basically it's pretty cool another character that everybody says is better in the manga <laughs> yeah because i think she's she has the minako syndrome in the anime a little bit yeah yeah exactly it's, it's weird because like ray minako chibiusa are all characters that we we are told like constantly by by people who they're their favorites you know like like people like shannon people like like you elizabeth it's like yeah oh they're way better in the manga they're way better in the manga but i think like ami really benefits from the show like i think ami and, and maybe oh, really? even uh, makoto of, of what i've read i think ami gets like aside from greg uh, the thing is like every single like focus episode she gets is not that great right that's yeah. true in the manga at least she she doesn't have like the the mad person personality she she's more like deep and she has interest and she she brings something to the group a little more <laughs> she's not like the study group uh, ed or anything she she really does stuff and she like has emotion she's not just a math book yeah. In the anime, she gets to tell people uh, back off negatrash. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a valid point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think we need to move on to a little bit of Sailor business business. Oh. First and foremost, I finally got my copy of Sailor Moon S on Blu-ray and DVD. Nice. Uh, this was sent over by Viz. Uh, so thank you to Viz for providing this uh, for us. They just gave it to you. Well, I mean, I did ask, but yes. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. the, I also was going to get a uh, a press pass to the screening of Sailor Moon R in the theater. Uh, oh. But unfortunately, it turns out that when Sailor Moon R is in theaters, I am going to be on a cruise, which oh. is another bit of Sailor business business we need to talk about. But first, let me get through the, uh, the DVD here. Uh, I got the Blu-ray DVD uh, combo pack version that comes with an art book. And... There's a little character map at the in the end of the art book, and, and the art book's fine. It's it's got a couple of, of character designs. It's got some cool stuff. It's got some episode summaries, but it's got this character map in the back, and I really have to ask because we're in territory that I've never seen before. Is Doctor Tomoe related to Hotaru? La yeah. la 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 la. Okay, that's okay. Okay. Because I had literally never seen Hotaru's uh, family name before, so. <laughs> Spoiler! Yeah, I, 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 congratulations, I played myself. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, the Sailor Moon S, the, the box set that it comes in is one of those uh, slipcase box sets that has room for the second DVD because uh, this one goes up through episode 108. Okay. So uh, there will be oh, a man. volume two for Sailor Moon S. Um, in case we don't get to talk about it on this show, I did watch it with the dub last night. So I got to hear Haruka and Mishiru's dub voices. Uh, mm. They're good. They're very good. They're not They're not cold and lifeless? No, they are not like robot people <laughs> like they are in the Cleverway dub. Although I do, there is something to be said, I think. And, and, and this is me talking. I love the Viz voice cast, honest and truly. And I think we get a lot of that in the next episode, uh, episode 100. Yay! Uh, Minako's dub voice, uh, Viz dub voice, is fantastic. Uh, and she like really puts a lot of personality into it. But I think because all of the voice acting is good, 
Usagi really gets to be Usagi and Minako really gets to be Minako. But everybody else is just like, you know, they're they're just good voices. They sound like real people. But when they sound like real people, you kind of lose a little bit, I think. (laughs) As opposed to the original dub where everyone almost sounds like a real person. And they're just (laughs) off in different ways that makes them a little more distinct. They're just a little fake, yeah. Yeah, and I think we, I think that's one of the reasons that we really like British Luna, because, you know, like, modern dub, viz dub Luna, just kind of sounds like a mom, you know, or an older sister, scolding Usagi, and British Luna has this British accent that really makes her stand out, so... It's pretty great. uh, Second bit of Sailor Business Business, uh, for the first time watching the show last night, I realized Kaola Knight was a mineral, just like the, just like the Four Kings of Heaven. (laughs) Are you serious? Yes, I had not. I had honestly not considered it because it had been so long since we oh. talked about Jedi and Malachite. <laughs> I can't believe that. But she's not a like a a negaverse general, right? Yeah. No. Uh, who knows? But I mean, it's not like Rubius and Esmerod were connected to Malachite and them. They're just also rock people for no reason. Oh my god! I just now realized that they are. I mean, I knew they were. Oh I knew they were Ruby and Emerald, but I had not made the connection that those are also rocks. Because <laughs> those are gemstones. You know what, Jordan? You know what, Jordan? Get bent. I am very tired. For the last year. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Unbelievable. You you, you realize, though, that the sailors are named for planets, right? (laughs) Yes, Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth. (laughs) Third third bit of sailor business business. Uh, Third bit of sailor business business. The cruise that I mentioned is coming up. That's actually this month. Um, It's uh, January 19th through 23rd. I'll be there. Unfortunately, Jordan, you you can't make it. No. But I will be doing uh, a couple things on the cruise. I'm going to be hosting a Batman trivia night. Ooh. Uh, should be really fun. Uh, I had to write the questions. So so you know that one of the answers is that he hit them with a car engine. A battery. <laughs> car battery. But, but I'm no, sorry. Like, here's the thing. I have no concept of what like average challenging Batman trivia is. That's what I learned doing this. I had to write, uh, I think I wrote 60 questions, and I couldn't figure out, like, because I know there's, like... Which ones are the hard ones? Yeah, I, I don't know which, what is what is challenging for normal people. <laughs> like, Terrible. I was... Well, you know what? I, I sent Fine. a bunch in. I, I, I wrote a, a handful of them, and I sent them in, and the, uh, the, the guy who was kind of coordinating everything was like, yeah, maybe tone these down just a little <laughs> bit. And I'm like, well, there's got to be something... There's got to be like a middle ground between what city does Batman live in and what is the name of the uncredited narrator and who played him on Batman 66. Oh, Jesus. But there's like, but I don't know what that middle ground is. Uh, So I worked really hard to write a mix of questions, easy ones, challenging ones. So if you are going on fantasy, that'll be good. I'm also going to be moderating a Batman panel with uh, Scott Snyder and a couple other people. Uh, Not Frank Miller. (laughs) Uh, oh. He is on the cruise, but he is. I am not moderating his panel. Uh, but most important for our listeners, I will be doing a live sailor business, uh, the first ever live sailor business. Um, Chrissy Zulo, who is a comics artist who is fantastic. You may know her work from uh, 
uh, the Cinderella Fable series for DC. Uh, so many great covers that she's done elsewhere. She has actually been on War Rocket Ajax before, which is um, the other podcast that I've hosted for eight years. Um, and uh, she, uh, I, I sent her an email and I was like, would you like to be on Sailor Business? We're going to be watching the episode with the cruise uh, from yeah. back in season one. So we're going to be rewatching an episode that we've already done on the show. So we're not going to be interrupting the timeline. Chrissy said that she had she would like to be on the show, but she has never actually seen a lot of Sailor Moon. So uh, we're going to get, I think, our second ever episode introducing someone to Sailor Moon. And I am very excited about the potential of introducing someone with that episode. Yeah, that's awesome. That's going to be great. Yeah, uh, I am planning on recording that. I don't know if we're going to be doing that as a, as like Patreon bonus content, or we're just going to be putting it out on the on the regular feed. Either way, it should be really fun. I think it'll be uh, a good time. So if you happen to be going on the Fan Two C cruise on January nineteenth through twenty third, then uh, make make a little time. You're look, you're on a boat. What else are you going to do? You can't go anywhere. <laughs> just come and, and talk to me on the cruise and see if I look seasick. Bring me a ginger ale, please. Bring me a ginger ale if you're listening. I guess then I should mention uh, then that I that while you're on that cruise, I will be seeing Sailor Moon R, the movie, in theaters. It's very unlikely how many of our listeners can get out to it. But if you are, I'm seeing it on the 22nd at 8 o'clock at the uh, Alamo Drafthouse Yonkers. Oh, um, God, that sounds awesome. It's going to be I mean, it's going to be fun. It's not going to be a cruise, but it's going to be fun. So <laughs> well, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to, like, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be in theaters before I go on the cruise. I think it's just that weekend. So that means you're probably just oh. going to have to watch it at home. Oh. Why am I going to go on this stupid cruise? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Why do I have I'm to go hang out with a bunch it. of awesome comic book people and get lots of great food and entertainment? Great question. Well, yeah, I will obviously be reporting from the cruise. <laughs> yeah. Throughout. So definitely check that out. Before we move on to anything else, before we move on into the episode, uh, I do want to say we got a very long and very interesting email uh, from Emily uh, about the Labyrinth of Water, Amy Targeted. And uh, it is a, I checked, it is a 2,000 word email, which is what wow. I would consider to be in my day job, a, a lengthy column. Uh, but it is very important. It is very interesting because it's about uh, Ami's sort of mental state and the relatability of that particular episode. Like, we talked about Ami, like, she carries a book everywhere. Uh, yeah. And, you know, like, and what is this question of why would anyone ever assume that Ami wants to do anything but studying? I was a little hard on her. I, I, I will admit. You were. You were. So we got an email with a lot of context from Emily. Uh, Emily says... The first time I saw this episode, I cried for nearly a half hour because I had never seen a character before that so clearly represented me. It made me feel like I was not alone in the way that I had never realized I was missing until I saw this episode. It just perfectly encapsulates what it's like to be a 15-year-old and a people-pleaser. Ami is actually the most popular of the senshi in Japan, and I think it's because of this. The episode was actually one of the favorites in S at the time, and I think it's because of how Ami spoke to a lot of people like me. Uh, Emily goes on to give uh, some cultural context about what, like, why the high school entrance exams are so important... Uh, why, you know, like how the salaryman culture would mean, like, if you did well on your high school entrance exams, you were essentially set for life because mm -hmm. uh, you would get a, a good job at a company that you would work at until you died. Emily says Japan is slash was a highly meritocratic, uh, meritocratic society. This meant that when you're that you were going to study and become whatever the highest thing you could get into or able to do. 
if you got a 95% the required marks for civil engineering were 95%, you were going to become a civil engineer. If you wanted to study marketing, but that had a cutoff mark of 85%, it was going to be an uphill battle socially. So if you weren't 100% sure you wanted to study marketing, you just would not make waves in studies in civil engineering like you were supposed to do. Uh, doing something that you might be interested in, like becoming a plumber, if you could get into civil engineering, was seen as wasteful, selfish, and not done. Also remember that in Japan, you have to apply to the college and degree that you would like, not just the college. Changing companies and professions in the workforce was not something that was discussed or seen as an option. Obviously, these things still happen. They were just not talked about or seen as taboo. This also is why AMI, almost studying in Germany, makes perfect sense to me, and I think to many of the original Japanese audience. The very top students in the country are selected each year to study abroad in other countries. So if Ami could get into this program, it would just be assumed that she would go. When I was at school, my high school would uh, recommend people for various programs without actually consulting the student, because the school to the school it seemed obvious what the student should do. Helping other students, especially students who were several grade points below, like Usagi, was strongly discouraged. Wow. It was seen as a waste of your time, and almost arrogant, as if you were saying, I am so good I have free time to help Usagis. Oh, God. Wow. At my school... You would only study with people within one or two marks of your grade if you studied together at all. As everyone was your competition, studying together was seen as helping other students achieve better marks, which was also frowned upon. Obviously, this is objectively wrong, but it was a consensus view. The assistant principal's talk to Ami was 100% accurate to my experience and stuff that definitely happened to me and my friends. I, like everyone else in my school, carried a textbook everywhere. In middle school and high school, I studied four to seven hours a day outside school like everyone else. Not because I particularly loved studying, but because I felt I had to. Because mm-hmm. if I slacked off for one hour, that put me one hour behind everyone else. Because the school, the culture, everything drilled into us that the equivalent high school entrance exams and college entrance exams were the most important thing in the entire world, and they kind of were. My parents or teachers never forced me to study, but I still felt I had to because I felt it was expected of me. And if I didn't, if I came in second instead of first, I would be letting everyone around me down. Also, remember, cram school is super expensive. If you didn't study hard, you feel like you're wasting your parents' money. Because of this, I and a lot of my classmates definitely had several moments like Ami where I felt like I was just a studying robot, that I wasn't a person because all I did, all I'd ever done was study. I didn't know if people liked me for me or if people liked me because of my achievements. I didn't know who me was. Also, this is partially why I love Michiru. Michiru in this episode essentially says to Ami and me and all the other girls that were watching to stop trying to please people and do something because you want to do it. I cannot tell you how powerful that message was to me. Michiru is so unbelievably confident in herself and the way and her way of being that she sees that something is wrong with Ami and she wants to help her fix it. I have a lot more thoughts on Michiru and Haruka, but this is already a super long email, so I'll end it there. Interesting. Now, I have a bunch of thoughts on that. So that's very fascinating. I mean, there's definitely stuff in there that I had never known or heard like that's kind of mind-blowing yeah there's a ton of really great information in this email uh i'm actually gonna check with emily and see if maybe we can post this on uh the patreon page and I'll, i won't put it to uh set it for backers so everyone can go to patreon.com slash sailor business and read it if emily's cool with that uh but this is really interesting and really personal and another one of those reasons that i like sailor moon really kind of speaks to people and characters like ami really speak to people you know you've talked about Devin being kind of inspired and now here's oh yeah you know ami inspiring someone to like maybe not study so hard the thing is like i know i i wasn't a japanese high school student but i remember uh reading the manga of sailor moon while i was in high school and i had like a pretty tough time at that time because i was a big nerd and I remember even like reading the books and crying in bed because I wanted friends like them and, and to be part of a group like this. Mm. So I think it, it's kind of a, an experience many people can relate to. One thing that's, that's interesting to me is the idea that 
so 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 she talks about the idea that if you if you're good at a thing and you don't do that thing, everybody's like, well, that's a waste, and you are throwing it away. So the idea that Amy doesn't go to Germany is like that. People are going like, you got into the Germany thing. What are you doing? But in a, in another sense, it's like. Well, what she's doing actually is a thing that she's even more qualified for, which is being a Sailor Scout, a thing that only five people can do. So she really should really more do that. I mean, it still kind of keeps yeah. with that same context, even though nobody knows it. <laughs> well, that, that makes it a lot more interesting because now she has now she has this thing that like she has two things that only five people get to do, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of them, obviously a little more important, but like the other very relatable to the audience at the time. Yeah. A couple more quick notes. Uh, Emily wants to wanted to make sure to point out uh, she did not go to grade school in Japan, but was educated in a similar system and uh, also says that Ami has a pure heart, but it is not because she is confident or that she is so sure of herself. Ami has a pure heart because she is a good person, and the moment where Ami cries is when Usagi says Ami is important to her because she is a friend uh, of who she is as a person, not her accomplishments. Which is very sweet, and I think that's something that we we missed <laughs> when we were watching mm -hmm. that, because we are uh, we, we are trying to make the jokey jokes. I think. <laughs> no, I I mean, yeah, we probably mi missed that in the sense that, yeah, we didn't dwell on that. But I mean, that's, again, that's Yusagi's superpower. She's never, she is a very unconditional friend. She has that kind of, I mean, she would, she would never be like, well, I like you because of what you do for me or what you... <laughs> what you have done in the past. Like it's like, well, yeah, oh, Usagi's certainly not going to, not going to judge someone based on their accomplishments, particularly right. their academic accomplishments, other than to be like, <laughs> Oh, that's really cool. You know? Yeah. Cause that's, that's how we see like when, when Ami first shows up, the Usagi's like, wow, she's really cool. She does very well on tests. Let's be friends. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for writing into us. That's terrific. And, and obviously we always love to hear people's like personal thoughts on Sailor Moon, like something, you know, did affect you either in, in the past or today. Like we got a lot of that talking about uh, Haruka and gender identity. Uh, we've gotten a lot of that for, for Ami, like specifically we've gotten a lot of it for Ami. Uh, Ami and Makoto, I think uh, are the ones we've had people really reacting to um, on a personal level. So let us know if you feel like it. Um, send us an email, sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and with that, what do you say we, we head on into the episode? The episode uh, that is designed to quell the rumors of firewood. Um, yeah, but no. there's there's like a little little tiny thing in it that you can say, oh, maybe there's something. <laughs> All right, let's let's. I'm reaching, I know, but like it, it's my ship. So. <laughs> oh, that's your ship. Okay, yes. okay. Let's let's okay. get into it. <laughs> All right, Jordan. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Love, love What's the, the name of the episode, Chris? Uh, the name of this episode is A Man's Kindness, Yuichiro Heartbroken by Ray. Now, I, I, I know the name of the English dub. It, it's, it's not an impressive one. Okay. So feel, you could guess. It has to do with that. That's what it's about, but there's no hint I can give okay. you, really. Is it called. A bad day for Chad. <laughs> no, that's not a bad title. But no, I was trying to think like maybe it's like like bad Chad or just like something that that's <laughs> no. 
It's just, it's just, it's just, it's two words, and it's just about the fact that there's a romance issue happening. But it's you're never gonna get it. It's, this one is so. Is Chad's get. name not in it? No, no, not at all. Because we should say, like, Yuichiro, his American name was Chad. Love Chad. Love him. <laughs> well, I've got some bad news about Chad too. He's no longer a dude in this show. Oh no! Like, what? does he does he lose his, his voice? Yeah. As of the this episode, he no longer has his surfer accent. Oh, he's a dude, as in he's a guy. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to confuse you. He is still a man. I knew exactly exactly what you meant. Actually, uh, I think I, I think I might have confused Elizabeth. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I'm sorry. He no longer talks like a surfer dude because he used to be like. Oh, right. Uh, it's so awesome to see you. And in this one, he just talks with a totally normal accent. Real quick before we move on, uh, Elizabeth, you watched it in a in a French dub yeah. when you were younger. Have you ever seen, like, the original uh, American or, or English language dub? Yeah, yeah, sure. It was playing on YTV, and even though I didn't really understood English all that well, I, I used to watch it now and then. Okay, okay. So okay. so you know about yeah. you know about British Luna, you know about do you know about all the all the hits? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even <laughs> okay. Japanese Luna has this naggy voice like eh, 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 <laughs> all the time. So yeah. Excellent. Okay, so yeah. I I I don't know. Like is it like uh two words? Is it um it's, and it's not like Chad's heartbreak, which is what it should be. No, it doesn't have his name in it. B- is it Boy Problems, like my favorite Carly Rae Jepsen song? Uh, no, although I feel like I feel like it probably is the name of a song, although I don't know what song it okay. is. Okay, it's called Mixed Emotions. Ew. Yeah. Very close to a Carly Rae Jepsen yeah. album. So <laughs> Carly Rae represented on this uh, on this episode of Sailor Moon. Mixed Emotions. Not a great title for this one. TBQH? No. Because what, yeah, what's the mix? Uh, Love and, I don't know, what's the other emotion? Yeah, this is, it's very, it's very specifically one emotion on this show. (laughs) So how do we kick this one off? Well, we open at the shrine late at night where Rey is chanting into the fire because she is having prophetic visions of disaster striking the Sailor Scouts, which is something that have, like, look... First of all, disaster strikes the Sailor Scouts every day. Yeah. Second of all, people have visions of disaster. Like this is this should Ray should be like, yeah, this is like the third time people have had visions of disaster, and it worked out fine the last two. So whatever. In the uh, American dub, Ray is chanting, "I am flame. Flame is light. I am fire. Fire is sight. I am flame. Flame is light. Yeah. I am fire. Fire is sight." Over and over and over and over oh, and over. That's weird. I am one with the yeah. force, and the force is with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you saw a Star Wars movie? Yeah, I saw Rogue One. I, I like nice. it again after uh, after uh, uh, episode uh, uh, Force Awakens, whichever one that was. What was that? Nice. Eight, seven. Seven? seven. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> First and only, as far as I'm concerned. But that's a different podcast. Okay. I don't remember if you talk about Ray using fire in. Uh, Shinto-related setting or anything like that. I, I don't remember if you were wondering about that before. 
Sure. If you know something, tell us. I don't. I don't think we we have on the show. But you you actually wrote in to tell us that you knew a lot more about Shinto than we did, and that's yeah. one of the reasons that we wanted you to be on the show. Did yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. The, the the thing is, I didn't like study it in a school setting. But at one point, the thing is, I started from Sailor Moon and then moved to uh, Japanese drama and then moved to Japanese culture in general. And uh, for about one summer, I read a lot, a lot of books on Shintoism. Yeah, didn't you say in your email that there was a time where you thought about uh, moving to Japan and becoming a Miko? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. That's over now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and yet and, and 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 so it so ray really was your favorite scout like you were gonna yeah, make some lifestyle choices absolutely. because of her yeah absolutely and i think so, that there's a miko character in inuyasha too yep yep yeah so what were you what what, what is she doing here what is the what is the uh the, the thing deal is here? like fire as a divination power is more of a ray related thing because she's like one quarter demon or something. She has like psychic power and stuff like that. But the thing is, uh, Shinto isn't about... It's more about the uh, the way people relate to the past and then the way people deal with the present, but not so much for the future and death and all that stuff. Okay. So it's really specifically from Rei, but uh, fire in Shinto is more like uh, used for purification and the smoke is used to purify your soul when you enter in a shrine. Sometimes there's like stuff burning and you, you push the smoke uh, over your head to okay. um, catch Kami, Kami our God. So you can okay. catch like good fortune and then you can uh, purify yourself from bad things that are like stuck to you. And then fire is also... Also something that purifies because it, it destroys it de- destroys things basically so it it purifies them by the same time. What what about uh, now I don't think she's doing it here but there was one time when she was like whipping the fire with like a stick and stuff. Oh, is that a thing or yeah, was that just maybe. her? But I think it's the same purpose basically it's purification. Okay. Okay. So you're like burning demons around or burning bad stuff of the thing you're trying to purify basically. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, so, so yeah. So all the times when she's used, tr- staring into a fire, trying to get meaning out of it, that's just the, the Mars side of it. That's, that's, yeah, that's less I think Shinto. it's called, um, pyromancy. Sure. So yeah, it, it has nothing to do with Shinto. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Ray um, does have a tendency to like do stuff that uh, would be related to purification. Like she, you know, she throws the ofuda uh, at the the yeah. monsters, and that's that's a that's a Shinto thing, not a, a Mars thing, correct? Yeah, yeah, sure. So it it all it all blends together with old Ray Hino, old quarter monster Ray Hino, <laughs> the QM I like to call her. <laughs> so she's uh she's trying to stare into the fire and uh, and divine something what's the deal with her visions what's the deal no um uh, with her visions no no didn't happen and uh chad is uh is 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 creeping on her a little bit uh and <laughs> grandpa comes up and is like hey you're creeping on her eh <laughs> and chad's like no 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 it's not like that i just she's doing stuff and grandpa's like yeah when she gets serious like this, there's no chance you're going to get through to her. So Chad comes in and goes, hey, I made you tea. Gets no reaction. So then he's like, hey, 
I'm going to make a giant, well, it's like a feast, but it's like a real low budget feast. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's I'm going to make you like instant curry mm. and, and microwave spaghetti. Like mm. uh, all these different courses of very easy to cook, uh, cheap foods. Uh, and he does it like it's a big giant proclamation, but he gets, again, no reaction. And I love the, uh, when he comes in, uh, like he gets like a special like splash behind him. Uh, with like microwaves and like instructions for heating things. <laughs> oh yeah, it's amazing. And I think they reused animation at the start when he was creeping on her. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I think it was. Uh, I don't remember the episode number, but I think I I saw I saw this exact animation before. Okay, I wouldn't be surprised. Sa- Sailor Moon re- reusing it, animation? Come on, yeah. that doesn't seem likely. Yeah, I know. It's it's it's. Baffling. I, I... <laughs> so basically, you know, Yurichiro is yeah. his name in Japanese. Yeah. And that's a play on word because there's something in Shintoism that is called um, Yorishiro. And it's basically um, an object or um, like a giant tree where Kami can uh, go and reside in. And then when the thing so the tree or the mountain or anything has a kami in it it's called shintai huh yeah so basically it's a play on words interesting to be fair to chad he does have Ch- chad not a play on words chad just a name <laughs> he does have like a good reason for for creeping on ray he's not just uh what i like to call darianing around Ugh. which is just when you're being a creep how about Gramp? Grandpa. <laughs> okay, yeah, also Gramson. Gramps, who <laughs> seems who seems to be back in his robes, by the way. He seems to have taken up the priesthood once again after his retirement. Yeah, yeah retirement in Shintoism is tricky because in big, big t- uh, shrine, it can happen. But in smaller ones where the family basically owned the shrine, they would retire but stay there too because it's their house basically oh yeah but yeah. does he like does he get to go back and like be a priest again because he did quit yeah that's weird and, and leave the shrine to ray and, and <laughs> use your own but Who i think knows? he's using it maybe as a some kind of pervy yep. yeah, thing, that, that so he can creep sense. on young girls <laughs> but chad is actually worried about ray because this is she has apparently been staying up all night every night to yeah. cast into the flames uh, which, and, and, you know, obviously that's a worrisome situation. She's not sleeping enough, and she's got her high school entrance exams coming up, which I think it's really interesting that we have this overarching plot that's been going through the entire season, and it's, like, a very, like, school plot. It's, like, every episode has something about the high school entrance exams coming up, about, like, we've got to get together and form a study group. Like, it is very, like, interesting that that is what they chose for a driving plot of the whole season. Uh, anyway... So he has this conversation with uh, Grandpa. Uh, Ray is is obsessed with uh, her divination currently, and then we cut to uh, wait, wait, wait. Yes. Oh, there's Sorry. something you forgot. Oh, is there something I forgot? Okay, by all means. Yeah, the thing is, loose hair in this show stresses me out so damn much. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm not the only one because Chad basically gives Ray something to, like, tie her hair with. Yes. And that's important because it comes back later. Yeah, he yes. gives her a little... Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not a ribbon, but it's some sort of... Yeah, it's some kind of belt or something. Yeah. 
in in the dub, he literally says, he gives it to her, so you don't burn up like a cheap Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she's close to burning up. She is, the hair is so close to the fire. To the fire. <laughs> yeah, oh. no, you're right. I mean, Ray would have caught her hair on fire Absolutely. many times with that much hair. Absolutely. And the fire is so big, too. It's not like it's control <laughs> or anything. Like, I no. don't get it. Well, this isn't as bad as the as the a couple episodes ago where you saw he was riding around on a fucking dirt bike with her long oh ass ponytail. Like, yeah. f- seriously, f- it is uh, very stressful, Elizabeth. I am with you on it. <laughs> uh, so from there, we cut to the lab where uh, Professor Tomoe and uh, Kayla Knight are hanging out. Kayla Knight with her her very very revealing lab coat, uh, and Tomoe like. Yeah. We finally, again, this is what? This is 10 episodes in? 11 episodes in? We finally get a little new footage of Professor Tomoe as he's literally, like, snuggling his uh, diamond egg. He loves Uh, this egg, man. Diamond eggs are so gross. (laughs) Seriously, they're like weird gangrene boobs. It's... (laughs) I think they just look like like peeled oranges. Oh, no, no, no. No, but when when at, at the start when they're like in a jelly thingy oh, yeah, and yeah. they're like purple and with the nipple, ugh. <laughs> I mean, that that's the it's the nucleus of the cell. I think it's not a nipple. It looks like it. it, it, you <laughs> it looks you like are a, a big be- deformed boob. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's he is literally snuggling it. You're absolutely yeah. right. He absolutely loves it. And he's like, yeah, hey, my diamond eggs are awesome. They make like sweet, awesome monsters that help us find the pure hearts that are going to help us find the Holy Grail. I'm not going to explain any of that, though, because you already know, uh, Kaylee. And then he turns around and goes, hey, by the way, you keep fucking up. <laughs> I have sent you out with these diamond eggs to bring me some pure hearts and you fuck it up literally every time. <laughs> and here's the thing. Partially, that is true. But that's also not true because she's not just looking for pure hearts. They're specifically looking for the talismans. Every talisman we have found so far has, or every pure heart has not been a talisman. There's always a moment where they look at the pure heart and go, no, this is trash. This is garbage. Throw it away. Yeah. Well, that's, they have to, I mean, she's making bad decisions. She needs to guess who has a talisman better. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think, I think maybe his problem is that she, she's fucking up and causing the diamonds to be destroyed before they can go find like a second dude like go go look for oh, a second pure heart but at the same time it's like well you seemed like what were you just gonna keep uh, a motorcycle monster around for like three months <laughs> like do you, do you think nobody was gonna notice uh a sexy race car walking around i mean i don't know what he expects her to do i mean again other than make better decisions as to who whose heart you check there's not much she can do i don't know i don't know well it's it's again we're 11 12 episodes into this and i still don't know how their plan works i like <laughs> i get everybody else's plan right even the the black moon clan their plan was bad but i get it well, Chris, what don't you get? They're going to check for hearts. What, three of these hearts are going to have talismans. Once you have the three talismans, you can get the Holy Grail, and then they're going to destroy the world. Yeah, What's the problem? And then you apparently <laughs> bust death. Because yeah. they are the death busters. Yeah, the animation fucks up 
like the plot so damn much, both in <laughs> like uh, Black Moon Clan and, and this one is pretty bad. At least they have like the searching for hearts, right? But it's our hearts and soul. And basically they're not searching for talisman all that much in the manga because the talismans are already there. It's yeah. really weird. It's like, anyway... <laughs> Kaelinite uh, teleports out of her clothes again and oh, is wait, off on she, her she's, she's saying like she's saying that she has like perfect calculation. Her plans are 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 perfect calculations of of stuff and all like and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, sure, but the last plan didn't go that well. Like she was, she had calculated that uh, Aruka and Michiru were going to be there, but it fucked up pretty bad yeah yeah so she's like oh don't worry i have perfect calculation and <laughs> no, no not really well her new plan is well i don't want to spoil it actually <laughs> so for her, the first part of her new plan is to put the egg in a jar which is a new part a new a new thing <laughs> instead of just letting it fly instead wherever of just it shooting wants. it out of their fucking <laughs> teenage mutant Ninja Turtles playset and letting it go wander off on its own until it possesses uh a blender or whatever. She's going to actually pick what it's going to do this time yeah. by bringing it there personally. But, and, and look, this is not a bad plan, but this is, and, and we'll get to it in a second. <laughs> when we get to what the plan is, it's, it's not that good of a plan. It's still weird <laughs> that not everyone plan. has a pure heart and then not everyone with a pure heart is a talisman, but the pure hearts are all, or the talismans are always going to be pure hearts. It's so fucking complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will say that that's something they changed for the original dub. Uh, in the original dub, in both of, in this episode and in next episode, I noticed when they pull out the heart, she doesn't say, "Oh, there's no talisman." She says, "Oh, this isn't a pure heart." So they, yeah, in the in the original dub, they changed it so they're not finding pure hearts. They're like, "This is this heart is super not pure." <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so like Ami doesn't have a pure heart. I don't remember if they said it in the Amy episode, but definitely in this episode and the next episode, when they pull out, do they pull out Yurichiro's heart? Yeah, they yeah. do, right? Yeah, they pull out Yurichiro's in this. They're like, they're like, this isn't a pure heart. Unbelievable. And I wonder why they think that. Because he's following Ray around. <laughs> no, he's actually not following Ray I'm around. Teasing. He's teasing. Yes, he he, no, he's not. He's, you can see, he's out getting groceries. Oh, is he? Yeah, that's why he's not like, uh, like he's going in a different direction while she's waiting for the train. So he just sees her uh, as she's oh, at the train okay. crossing. He has like a bag of of celery <laughs> and then follows her. <laughs> so Usagi uh, sees him, and Usagi's like, uh, "Yeah, I know what's up. I know why Ray's having some sleepless nights. Uh, it's because she's in love with you, Chad." Yeah, she's writing Ray fan fiction. Yes, like she's she's behind. <laughs> He's back and she's like, oh, the, and then Ray is doing this and then you're doing this and uh, <laughs> And she calls him the best in Japan. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I don't, don't know why, why she thinks Yurichiro is the best in Japan, but uh, because uh, he is in love. She's such a meddler. She's, well, she certainly is. Uh, there's a really um, great I mean, bit of listen, animation she's... here, too, where she says, uh, Ray's lovesick and a giant stone. She basically does moon spiral heart attack on him as Usagi. A giant stone <laughs> heart with the word love written on it crashes down on his head. And then in the next scene, he like, you know, 
hefts it off of him. There's like some really fun animation. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, I mean, listen, she's right, guys. But she's not right. Well, she's not right. That's not why Ray's up all night. No. That's true. You're right. Which is hilarious because Usagi is one of four people and two cats who knows why Ray is up all night. <laughs> well, they don't know about the vision, right? They they don't know about the visions, but like they know she's a sailor scout. Yes. Yeah, but I think she she keeps the vision for herself for a pretty long while. Right. Yeah. Just like Memoru. Yeah. You gotta think that if Usagi's like, hmm, one of my friends is acting really weird. Uh, I wonder if they're having visions of the future. Like, what happened to my boyfriend? Nope. They're, nope. She, she's <laughs> experiencing the other thing that happened to her boyfriend, falling in love. Yeah. <laughs> Usagi is like, yeah, Chad, come on. Come on, Yuichiro. You gotta tell Ray how you feel. You gotta, like, go after that. Go, go to her. Because she wants to marry you. Because she wants to get married. She wants to marry you. And then, and then she makes him blush. And now, th- this is a weird thing. I, I'm, Chris, you'll have to tell me, so if, if you watch the, the, the new dub, you'll have mm-hmm. to tell me if they keep this. He keeps declaring about his youth. Yeah. When, when Ray wants her, he goes, it's great to be young! Which is like, wait, what? No. <laughs> I'm not okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> He's not young yet. It's the, it's the young girl... With grandpa's problematic of Sailor Moon all over again. <laughs> yep. It's uh, it's actually in the new dub, in the Viz dub, what he says instead of it's great to be young. Which, which I think <laughs> just means like, oh, hey, it's, it's good to be young and, and able to date and fall in love and, and do all that stuff. But it, okay. Mm-hmm. But Keep going. what he says uh, in the new dub is he says, he, he says I'm king of the world. He, he quotes oh, Titanic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes way more sense. Now, but here's the thing, Chris. Now, if you, again, if you watch the dub, you won't necessarily know this yet. This is not the only time he talks about it as being young. Like yeah, he later, talks about it all the time. Yeah, he keeps being like, "I'm here to, def- I'm here to fight for my youth," and it's like, "What?" <laughs> it's so, it's so weird. Anyway, we'll see. We'll get there. So now we get to find out her plan. Yeah, what is her great plan? Of what to do with this? Awesome. Uh, this, this is where I'm like, okay, for real. I love Kale and I. She's amazing. <laughs> her plan is to just sit her sexy ass down on top of a train and ride around on top of it, looking hot as hell, waiting for the <laughs> the diamond egg to react to a pure heart. Yeah. So she puts it in a it's it's like a trolley, right? Like yeah, it's, it's like a streetcar. It's a streetcar, yeah. It's the toden. <laughs> so she yeah, she puts the egg in the streetcar and just goes, it'll like you know, drive around and somebody with a pure heart will get on and then it'll test them. But like, Caroline is was born yesterday, right? <laughs> she was born, ye- born yesterday because she's like, oh, that's the thing they called city train. Um, I'm sorry, like you're a lab tech. How is <laughs> the first time you see a train? How? That's You know what? That's actually a really good point. So when we started seeing Dr. Tomo, I made a big deal out of joking going like ha huh, now at least we're in hard science and everything makes sense no no um, it, she doesn't know what is a train she why does she even have what is she why does she have superpowers well i think here's what's well, I, I think that makes sense because you know what you can do on a tram you know what you can do on a, on, on a, on a streetcar is you can sit inside it sure mm-hmm. and and that's relatively inconspicuous because that is the part of the car where people sit 
Here is what is inconspicuous, wearing a uh, super hot red mini dress and sitting on top of the thing with your legs dangling down in front of the front windshield. How does, like, she's like, nobody knows. She's like sitting there looking super hot, hair blowing in the wind. Like, there should be like a dude down in the corner of the screen, like in, in like the, the toad in uniform being like, ma'am, 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 can you get down from there? Ma'am, we can't move the car while you're up there. Ma'am, this is very dangerous. Maybe she's invisible. I mean, maybe that like that makes as much sense as anything else. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't know why she has superpowers. That's what I'm saying. Like, did Dr. Tomo give her superpowers? Is she a rock person with superpowers who just got a job as a lab tech for a super genius evil guy? <laughs> I don't know. What, what, what if that was like on her resume? Like she, she's there like she's like uh, <laughs> skills uh, looking uh, looking fine. Uh, teleportation. Yeah. No moral qualms about murder. Being a rock. Yep, being Not a rock. Not knowing anything about trains. <laughs> I'm new in town. Maybe it's like when you go to a job interview and they're like, hey, do you know like uh, Microsoft Office? Like, do you know Excel? Uh, and sure. she's, like, she's like, yeah, of course I know Excel. Of course I know what a train is. <laughs> what, is a, what is a tram? What is a streetcar? <laughs> Uh, anyway, this is uh, this is the actual uh, the Tokyo Toden is the name of the uh, streetcar network. Uh, it's short for Tokyo Todensha, and it's called the Toden to distinguish it from the uh, Kokuden, which is the uh, electrified lines of the Japanese National Railway. Uh, that is some information that you will need to know to get some jokes later in the episode. The demon egg plants, right? Yes, it goes right into the train, but, the front like of the train. Like, you never talk about the animation of the implantation, but the thing is, it's so gross. <laughs> it grosses me out so much, and it's kind of sexual. You think so? In a, a re- Yeah, it's kind of sexual, and in not a good way. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, like, slime comes out of it and, like, splats yeah, all over and it. And then it inserts an ooh. It progressed to like weird boob gangrene boobs thing. <laughs> <laughs> you have some really strong feelings about these demon yeah. eggs. It's gross. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So n- now the episode turns to the plot that they will not let go. Yes. Which is. Which is that everyone thinks Uranus is a man. Okay. So Chad's walking around. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to tell Ray that I love her and we're going to get married because that's what this 14 year old D student just told me to do. Ugh, he doesn't know her grades. <laughs> Where do they study, Jordan? Where I do know. they study? They study the shrine. <laughs> You're right. So he's creeping on them. Though. So uh, he's walking around. He's confident. Suddenly his jaw drops because he sees Ray talking to a handsome boy. Cue to the sexy saxophone music. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, Haruka is is giving Ray guff for being so tired, saying, like, you were yawning, you've got bags under your eyes, and she's like, what the way? And again, Ray is reacting, I mean, in in Yurichiro's defense, Ray is reacting <laughs> like a handsome boy is talking about how she looks. <laughs> but, uh, so he, so Haruka's like, I'm gonna drive you home so you can go to sleep. Uh, Aruka is such, like, is this close to being a serial killer. <laughs> like, oh, a young girl. Hey, let me give you a ride. Woohoo. Well, this, this is one of the few times that she offers a ride without uh, trying to murder someone. Yes, she's not planning to rip out Ray's heart. So that yeah. this, this is just the kindness. Um, now, let me say, in the dub, the original dub, they do away with 
the uh, mistaken uh, uh, gender. Chad mm-hmm. knows from moment one that Amara is a lady. The thing that is upsetting him <laughs> is that it, it, it's, I mean, honestly, it's, it's saying it out loud is nonsense. It kind of works when you watch it. You just kind of go, oh, you know, he's a ridiculous cartoon character and he overreacts. But yes, he's upset because Amara is saying, you look tired. And Ray is going, you're right. I should sleep. And he's like, why didn't, why didn't she listen when I said that? So that seems like, that must seem like a very uh, overreaction. Yeah. Yeah. And and like so much so that, yeah, he's going to be like, I'll fight you, woman. I know you're a woman and I'm going to fight you because oh, you told someone else they were tired and they listened. What? <laughs> I think like he could get jealous because like Ray was this close to motherboarding like Aruka. She, she has her head on her boobs. Yes, she does have her head right on her boobs. <laughs> Here, so wait, wait, wait. I need to Ray, go back a second. Ray, You're telling wait. me that in the English, like in the in the Cloverway dub, that they were like, okay, they were following up on the decision, we got to make them cousins because that's less weird, by being like, yeah, okay, so in this episode, we're going to make it less weird by having Yuichiro want to punch a woman in the face. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> they they don't even address like, what are you doing? Now, they when we get to that scene, I'll talk about how it's a little different too. But yes, that part hasn't okay. changed. Yurichiro is absolutely lunging at a lady. You Ray rides side saddle we as well. Had, Ray rides side saddle. A couple things about the scene. First of all, following up on a previous episode of this show, uh, Haruka pulls out a different helmet. This is a red oh. helmet, which means that she has a special helmet for Ray because Usagi's was pink, and it's not the helmet that Michiru wears when she rides on the bike. Is this the same bike, or is this another new bike? This is, let me see, uh, I'm, I'm getting distracted by the bandana that Haruka has tied around her arm as a fashion accessory. I actually think this is a different bike. How many motorcycles does this lady have? Second, uh, Haruka, uh, Ray does ride side saddle. I did, I did want to note that. Brick bonkers. But I guess, I guess when you're wearing a skirt, that's what you gotta do. Third, th- now in the Viz dub... There is no attempt made to change Haruka's voice at all. I think one of the reasons they flattened down the voice in the Cloverway dub was so that, like, you know, like, when you when you talk like this, there's not as much, like, uh, like gender differential in your voice, right? Haruka in the Viz dub just sounds like a grown woman. <laughs> just, there is no attempt to change her voice or make her sound more uh, traditionally masculine at all. It's just, like, she just sounds like... Like a lady. Erica Mendez is the name huh. of the voice actress. I wonder how that works in the episode where they actually think she's a, a, a man talking to her. Also, I feel like I feel like Haruka looks very traditionally feminine in this scene. And is that just me? Like, if, like I feel like if I was Chad, I would not assume this was a handsome boy because she's like wearing a low cut. Like she's got her shirt open. She's like wearing a necklace she looks like she looks very, very feminine, I think. Uh, I mean, the necklace, maybe. Yeah, but Chad was like not so close either. So I guess that's true. I yeah. guess that's true. Oh, by the way, Chad's reaction. My youth <laughs> is over. Yeah. And then he get in the fence. <laughs> like he trips, he stumbles away as though drunk. In the, in the Viz dub, he just says, uh, I can't watch this. And walks away, which is a shame because he would have seen yeah. Ray pull out his uh, belt and tie her hair. Yeah, 
she finally uses it, not when she's going to get burnt up like a cheap Christmas tree, but when she's going to get it tangled in the wheels of a motorcycle. Yeah, and somehow, I don't know if you have like the same translation as me, but Ahuka is like, oh, that's insulting. And I'm like, what? Oh, because, because, yeah, that's stupid. She ties her hair and that's insulting because she's like, but I ride safely. Yeah, but her hair might get caught in your <laughs> hot wheels. That hair tie is really hooked up. Oh. Oh. So, okay, Chris. Yes. I'm going to po- point it out before you do. Okay. And you might not even, but may- and if you don't, you'll be happy about it. So we okay. cut from there to Ray waking up at a, at a study session. She has fallen asleep at a study session, and she has her, her prophetic dream again. Right. They're at the shrine. They're at the shrine. And so they're at a table with four sides, and there are five girls. <laughs> and Amy and Makoto share a side. Everybody uh-huh. else gets uh-huh. their own side. Uh-huh. And Amy and Makoto are... I mean, it's not like they're touching... They're close enough to touch that they are touching each other. But yeah, they're like jammed together, whereas everybody else gets their own area. <laughs> and I was kind of like, what's going on here? <laughs> I can't believe this. I can tell you what's going on there, if what? you if you really want me to. Yeah, sure. Uh, they're in love. That's what's going on there. <laughs> Hashtag cookbook. Oh, I I was pretty I was pretty surprised when I saw that. I was like, that's pretty funny. Can we also talk about how everyone else is dressed like super casual? Like Minika is wearing like overalls, and Ami has on like her usual cardigan, and then Makoto is like dressed like Chun Li. Like she is, wearing, like she is wearing a, like a dress. It's like a cocktail dress. Like she should yeah. be going out on the town. I mean, it's a good look. It's a really good look. It's it's a good look in a more appropriate context. <laughs> it is not a good look for this studying. It looks weird. It looks real weird. I, I like it, but it's okay. it's very formal. Like Ray is also wearing kind of like a like a, a cute dress, but like she doesn't like. Ray and Makoto both look like they are ready to hit the club, mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So Ray uh, uh, skips out, going like, uh, "I'm gonna go wash my face." Yeah. And Usagi is like, "It's guys, love. she's in love. <laughs> <laughs> she's such a gossip." Yeah. And then Amy is like, "Oh, love." And then Minako asks Usagi. You know something like she's worried. Maybe she she's hot, <laughs> or like maybe that Minako doesn't want want her block of wood to be unlit. Or <laughs> <laughs> I'm reaching, but like that's my. Shift. I actually noticed that too, Elizabeth. So you're yeah, not a, okay. you're not alone in that one. So Usagi says, "Call it a woman's intuition," which she should just like. Honestly, when they're like, hey, what do, what do you know? Like, and Usagi's like, mm, call it a woman's intuition. She might as well just say, mm, it's bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah, that's everyone's reaction. Luna is Usagi, and I'm not ever really right about anything. So heads up, everybody. Yeah, but, that, but I love that Luna goes, uh, <laughs> so she says, call it a woman's intuition. Luna goes, well, you can't count on that. You always guess on your tests, too. And then Amy's like, you shouldn't be guessing on tests. Yeah, like it completely, it completely becomes a a thing about Isaga. I love it. I really love it. It's pretty funny. So then, uh, you know what? Actually, Ray Ray's outfit looks like her her skating outfit. 
It does. It does. She's got this short red uh, dress with like a, a pleated skirt part and uh, a big. Uh, well, I'm not going to say what those bows are called, but you know what those bows are called. It's it's a bow on the front of the the dress. I don't know what they're called. Uh, uh okay. Well, I guess I'll tell you, Jordan. Those the actual name of like a bow on a lady's shirt uh, that like is like a bow around the collar is called a pussy bow. Oh really? <laughs> I yes, was that not is aware. The, that is. That's like the legit name. That's not a like, thing I made up. Like the bows on every single Sailor Scout all the time? No, I think those are different. I think those are those, are, those different. are different. Yeah. But they like like a pussycat. Like that's why that's what they're no, called. No, I get you. I get you. Yeah. So okay. so Makoto comes out to confront Ray, and I wrote down that she's kind of nosy. Like because, like I know she actually means well, but it's very funny that Makoto is very much like Hey, tell me what's going on. Like, what what's going on? Like, why why aren't you telling me? Hey, what's up? Do you have a secret <laughs> girlfriend like I do? <laughs> <laughs> but Ray doesn't say anything. Uh, she says, "No, I'm just uh, nervous, man." Yeah. So meanwhile, Chad has left the shrine. Obviously, Chad too upset to be around during the study session. Uh, and who does he run into? Violining around outside. Uh, yeah. Why? So, so she's literally he he's dousing his head in the park because he's running so hard. Then, yeah, she's just standing in the park on a moonlit night in the wind, violining to her heart's content. Yeah, these are some dramatic teens. <laughs> yeah, and they they have their drama in the park where everyone can see it, not yes. in the comfort of their home. So, like they're such posers <laughs> at least in the manga they're kind of cool but this is just like showing off here's my question is michiru is she busking is she <laughs> no like, does she have a violin case open that people are throwing coins into or is she legit just like because st she's standing isn't she like standing on a wall no, like, she's standing she at the top of a staircase. Yeah. Okay, because she has silhouetted herself against the moon. Like, it's so bananas. It's crazy. And Chad is, like, 90s as fuck. Yes. <laughs> so Haruka comes out. So, so then Haruka comes out. Chad's like, what? And uh, I think he can't hear what they're saying. He's not close he enough to hear what they're, they're saying. He can't hear what they're saying. But he sees them... Like, they're talking about uh, what they need to do with, like, the pure hearts and everything. And then they hold hands. And so Chad assumes that uh, this handsome boy with noticeable cleavage is cheating on Ray. Mashiru says something that uh, I made me laugh a lot because of how dumb it is. Uh, she says to Haruka, a new awakening will eventually come soon. And I was like... You can't put eventually and soon in the oh, same no. sentence. <laughs> they, they negate each other. There will all yes, because you're right. It'll happen, and when it happens, there will have been a time that it was soon relative to. Eventually, yeah. It's a terrible statement. I wish you would have said that whole thing. Like there will be a new, <laughs> a new awakening eventually, and at some point that will be soon because that is how the flow of time works. Right. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks like they're rehearsing a play. It, it's, it's, you're right, it does. That's how dramatic they're being. Yeah. And so then Haruka is like, because Haruka, yeah, the reason Mashiro has to say that is Haruka's like, man, I don't know. Should we be doing this? Like, I don't know. She's like, don't worry. A new awakening will eventually come soon. And then Haruka's like, I'm sorry, 
The moonlit night weakened my resolve. <laughs> Again, these are more characters for our Vampire the Masquerade uh, role-playing game. <laughs> they would fit in well. And then they, they, they hold on them just like holding hands in the moonlight for like five minutes for no reason. Yeah. And that is our act break. So for those of you who don't know, uh, we now have a Patreon account. That is a thing where you can give us money every month in order to keep us going. And eventually when we reach Patreon goals, like 500 a month means we will do more bonus episodes uh, and put them into the, the list. There's all sorts of things like that. And you can get cool features like getting our, our notes for the episodes. You can get uh, cut out content. Uh, there's a pin you can get if you give $15 a month. And... Anybody who donates gets thanked on the show, which yeah. is what we're doing right now. That's right. So here are our latest backers on Patreon to thank here in this section. Uh, first of all, we have uh, Vanessa Leslie. Thank you so much. That's so nice of you. We have uh, a, one of our, our best friends, one of our best guests, uh, Shannon Maynard, is a supporter on Patreon now. Oh, that's very nice of her. Didn't she draw? Did she draw the icon of you? That's that's the. She did. She uh, and she uh, sent us the. She updated the gift too, so that she could get Jake's hair right this time. Uh, but the, the <laughs> gift of us recording, where I am, uh, I am, I am Luna, and Jordan is a very weird version of Usagi. So thank you, Shannon. Uh, Todd. Todd, thank you so much. Uh, Jeff McCrory. Jeff, we appreciate your help. Daniel Carlion. Or Carleon. Daniel, thank you so much. I hope you got your name right. Uh, Charles Arthur is a backer. Charles, thank you so much for listening and for helping. Here's somebody who's uh, who's back in the old Patreon. Elizabeth Dubois. <laughs> what? <laughs> thank you so much. That's so nice of you. You can you, you can give yourself some thanks if you want while you're here. Oh, thank you. Thank you, me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wesley Farber. Thank you so much, Wesley. Uh, CJ Crawl is a backer. CJ Crawl, thank you so much. Uh, Brian Johnson. Brian, thank you. Mark Hughes. Mark, thank you so much. Mallory. Mallory, we appreciate it. Uh, Robert Petromol. Robert, thank you for your help on this. I, I believe I pronounced that correctly. It's P-E-T-R-I-M-O-U-L-X. So I, hopefully I got that right. If, if we pronounce your name yeah, wrong in the thank you section, just send us an email and we will re-thank you in the future. Well, people are just going to keep coming up with new ways to pronounce their names. That's then. fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Stu Skeel is in there. Thank you, Stu. We appreciate your help as well. Jantax. Was that Jan? No, Jantax. One word. J-A-N-T-A-X-E. Oh. <laughs> Jantax. Well, thank you so much, Jantax. Uh, Jason Chance is a backer. Jason. Thank you. Clocking in at that uh, at that as yet unnamed twenty dollar level, which is an important reminder for everyone: you can give Whoa. us more money than we ask for. That would be super swell of you. Absolutely, because yeah, we want to reach some of these uh, some of these goals so we can do uh, extra stuff. Uh, John Bruce is in there. Thank you, John. We appreciate your help. David Morris. David, thank you. Uh, and I think I think he was a pre-existing backer. Uh, I think this might be uh, an edited pledge. But James McGee, we will thank you again just in case. Yes, thank you very much, James. 
Uh, and that's everybody. Those are all the people uh, in the past week who have gone over to patreon.com slash sailor business. Uh, I do want to point out, um, I mentioned this on the Xena episode, uh, Xena business episode that we just recorded uh, since it's a Xena specific goal. But if you enjoyed the episode of the uh, one shot podcast where Jordan and I guested and we did play the 90s Sailor Moon role playing game. Uh, which, if you haven't heard it, go listen to that. It's a really fun time. Jordan plays Asagi, I play uh, uh, Makoto, and our good friend Cat Cool plays Minako, uh, her favorite scout. And we have a we have a big adventure that involves the return of an old foe. It's super fun. We did add uh, a goal because I discovered that there is a Hercules and Xena role playing game. So uh, James has volunteered to run. A, uh, a session of the Xena RPG with uh, uh, Allison as Xena and me as Gabrielle. Maybe maybe Jordan will play too. We don't know yet. We, we're still yeah. we're still getting people in the mix for that one. But that's a ways off. That's our fourteen hundred dollar a month goal. Uh, but you know what? That is achievable. We could get there. Uh, right now, we're almost at our first goal, which is five hundred dollars a month, where we will start doing Sailor Business bonus episodes, where we talk about stuff like the manga, stuff like uh, the video games. Actually, video games are, are further down the road because I need to learn how to do Let's Play. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk about other Sailor Moon stuff. We have that big box from uh, from Lee that has like the the collectible card game, the the books, and everything. So we have plenty of stuff to talk about on those bonus episodes. Uh, if we get to 500 bucks a month and you're also supporting me, Jordan, Jake, Allison, the artists that we're going to get to do the, the pins, which hopefully those will be shipping in a couple months to our backers at the $15 level. Uh, anyway, thanks to everybody. Uh, check out patreon.com slash sailor business, just like the name of the show. And, uh, if you can uh, chip in a buck or two every month. Yay. And if you need some incentive, I did finally on the first of the year, put up the Allison stock outtakes. So you can listen to... Yeah, I listened to it. They're scandalous. What did you think, Elizabeth? <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, it's something. <laughs> well, Chris, while, I was waiting, while we were waiting for you this morning, uh, I got a tweet on the Sailor Business where somebody pointed out, uh, they were like, uh, why is it that there's so much more sex talk in Xena Business than in Sailor Business? Oh, I know why. I know why. And I replied, well, what, what's your answer? Uh, Allison, Allison Stock yeah, is one. My, my my reply was uh, Allison is is much more willing to make Chris very uncomfortable than I am. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, also to be fair, Xena Business is like inherently a show about us talking about how Xena and Gabrielle are fucking. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you 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 make it about a uh, uh, cookbook like every episode. You just don't get as graphic uh, as Allison does. <laughs> I don't make it about cookbook, Jordan. Oh, oh, the show okay. makes it about cookbook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's about it for our commercial break. Yeah. So uh, now we get back into the show. Everybody's okay with that playing three times an episode, right? Like, that's not because I love it. It's two seconds long. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's fine. I can also drop this one on us. Okay. This this sequence is not that action. Okay. Okay. We cut back to the show. Yurichiro is standing in the pouring rain in the middle of a vacant lot. 
confronting Haruka. Dressed like, who dressed like is a also, fucking brawler, too. He is like dead you know, head yeah. to toe <laughs> over two shirts. He's ready to fight. Uh, meanwhile, Haruka is wearing her uh, her school uniform and has an umbrella and is standing there like, whatever. Now, this is the big fight sequence where apparently Yurichiro has gotten a message to Haruka saying, I want to fight you. I don't know who he had passed that note for him <laughs> at their school because she yeah she shows up being like you're Yuichiro let's you want to fight me apparently oh by the way the only thing that he doesn't dress properly for brawling is he's wearing is get uh, wooden sandals oh uh, i want one <laughs> those are those are like those are fighting shoes are they yeah those are yeah like... they're they're great for jumping and doing like stuff <laughs> yeah those are okay they, to I me they look like terrible things to wear in no, the mud no 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 i mean yeah, well it's great it's great for balance too okay yeah, those are like yeah. uh those are like samurai shoes <laughs> all right so he keeps charging at haruka and just leaping at her and she just kind of steps out of the way and he face plants in the mud multiple times now Here's a, one thing that they changed for the dub is that in the dub, they emphasize that Haruka keeps being like, how about we just talk this out? <laughs> and Yurichiro's like, not a chance. <gasps> yeah, and he was like angry at her because Ray was tired. I don't, I don't understand like how in the dub it, this plays out. Yeah, it's, it doesn't make a lot of sense. He's, oh, okay. he's like, he's mad because he's jealous that she will listen to haruka but again he and he knows that haruka's a lady and he's just like i'm gonna kick your ass lady yeah it, like, this is so problematic it, it really makes him <laughs> seem like a huge asshole <laughs> yes yeah i do really like haruka's reaction through this whole thing like when, when he's like when he's like yeah let's fight i'll you know i'll i'll destroy you uh haruka just goes do i know you <laughs> is there is there something I've done? Like, what is your deal, dude? So Ray comes coincidentally walking by and uh, goes like Yuichiro, which also makes him slip and and faceplant. By again. the way, is there like literally any doubt in the world that Haruka could like destroy Chad if she, if she started oh, of fighting? Course. Yeah, and then so then Chad having faceplanted sees that Ray is like. Not literally protecting Haruka, because obviously Haruka doesn't need that, but is, like, standing by Haruka being like, what is going on? Why are you doing this? So Yurichiro is like, all right, don't say anything. I give up. And he goes up to Haruka and he says, Haruka, you are a two-timer, but you're very much a man. <laughs> to which Haruka goes, what? Yeah. <laughs> and he even, like, calls her last name. But like, yeah. her full I name. think it was never said before in the show. So Really? Yeah. He so, did his research. <laughs> except yeah. he missed one key element in his research. <laughs> oh. You are very much a man. They actually they actually keep that line in the Vizdub. <laughs> he goes he goes, you know, you're just a two-timer, but you got the better of me as a man. And her like again, the, the reaction from her is, excuse me? <laughs> Which I think is very funny. <laughs> yeah. So Ray is just kind of like, he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, I was uh, waiting for the first Baka in the <laughs> in the show. Because whenever Yurishiro is there or Artemis, it, it, yes. it's always like, ah, Baka. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> Back at the temple, everybody is still hanging out waiting for them. And Usagi's like, oh, they're probably kissing under the umbrella. Then something funny happens. Uh, Makoto runs in and goes, guys, we have a problem. Everybody come with me. And then what happens is we don't see it, but everybody goes, if there's a problem, we all better change our yeah, clothes. Okay. So the timeline <laughs> of this episode is, I really want to talk about the timeline of this episode. Because, please, Yuichiro yeah, <laughs> encounters Haruka on a moonlit night. Okay. Yep. Then at, at the very least, Yuichiro goes home and changes clothes into his brawling gear. Uh, and comes back. And Haruka changes clothes. And Haruka changes clothes. Into her school uniform. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you think it's the next day. But yeah. when we go back to the study session, everyone's still wearing the same clothes they were at the earlier study session, including, and like, I'll give you, I'll give you Minako in the overalls, but Makoto's wearing her cocktail dress. So it's yes. clearly the and same day. Now, again, Ray has changed her clothes because Ray was just in her school uniform at the, at the site of the fight. So yeah. Ray ran away wearing a red dress, changed her clothes, and the entire and the re- other four sat here all night waiting for her. Yeah. Is the only thing that makes sense. And it doesn't make sense. In the next scene, which happens immediately because like Makoto runs in and goes, guys, we got a problem. And then we immediately cut to Chad being telling grandpa, like, yeah, I'm gonna go on a journey. And then the scouts run up and they're all in their school uniforms. Yeah. Right. They've all changed clothes from two seconds ago. It makes no sense. So I think what actually happened is Makoto ran up and goes, guys, we have a problem. It's the next day. (laughs) We've been studying all night and we didn't notice. And then they changed their clothes. I would buy that this was like a slumber party, (laughs) you know, like that it's a sleepover. Except that Ray left. Except that, that Ray left and stayed out all night, I guess. In her school uniform? I don't I don't understand how any of this works. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, and and why would Haruka have her school uniform on? That implies that there's probably school the next day. So that again, that's the problem. The problem is we're all late for school. I don't know. It makes no sense. You're absolutely right. And then you have the sunset in the background. Yeah, right. Then, the next then you have sunset as Ray is coming home. She's been out for like over twenty-four hours. Well, probably around twenty-four hours. Guys, we have a problem. We got to get dressed, go to school, then come back here and address the situation with Chad. So Chad's just leaving and Chad runs out of the temple so that he can run past Ray. Like he doesn't want to say goodbye or nothing. He just books past her. Yeah. And then there's like a song in the background. Oh, yeah. They play a song and it's not a song I'm familiar with. Uh, The thing is, at one point I was like, is Chad singing? Because at one point you're like, mm, maybe it's like him singing. Because it, it gets very emotional, almost comically emotionally. Yeah, and it talks about like taking a specific train. Oh, does it? Yeah. There was no, I didn't, I, there was no translation. I didn't, I didn't yeah, I got one and it's, it seems like he's singing. Okay, apparently the song is called Azusa Nigo. The song is bad, what it means. by the way. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, and that's why I was like, oh, maybe it's another hint that he is singing, because at one point you're like, uh, oh no, no, apparently it's like a, good singing. Apparently it's a song from 1977, and it's about it's named it's it's the name of the express train 
Oh, okay. But yeah, they're saying it's it's a song from the seventies that they used in this vid- in this. It's oddly enough. so intense, and I love it. <laughs> Let me see if I can find a translation. Like when that chorus kicks in, that dude is belting it out. I think it start. It says, um, "Wait, uh, I will depart on a journey tomorrow." And then oh yeah, I, I found it. I found it along with someone that you don't know. It was a trip that I was going to take with you someday. To Shineo Road, where it's still early spring. I will remind... This is not a very good translation, because it's, it's, it's broken English. I will remind of you at there. I know it. I want to think. Such the loneliness should change to me. Yeah, obviously, this is not a good translation. Yeah, it's a sad song about taking a train. But, like, when he's in front of the in, at the stra- train station it it broke out so much that i was like no that's him sin- singing it's for sure i mean maybe maybe they i don't know it doesn't say whether it's like the real recording or if they re-recorded it or not the chorus of the song is so over the top that it reads as parody it's so yeah like but i love it it's like so over emotional because at one point also like in the song it talks about youth so I was like, no, that, oh. that's him. That's really? Him. That's funny. Yeah. It says, like, to me, you will always be the bright part of my youth. There you go. Chad's going to take the express train. Oh, no, wait. He's going to take the streetcar to the express train, I guess. I don't know. So so Ray, yeah, Ray is just like, whatever. That guy's a dipshit. And all the other scouts are like, what? What are you talking about? Like, you have to go after him. Like, He's, you know, he he's in love with you and you're in love with him. And Usagi literally slaps Ray across the face, telling her that she's in love with him. Yeah. <laughs> that works. And and Ray goes after yeah, Ray, him. Yeah, Usagi's going to be uh, slapping the heterosexuality into people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Usagi, the font of all heterosexuality in this show. Because, yeah, because Ray is like, well, but Ray is, but here's the thing. I mean, again... Ray clearly does like him, like clearly. And she's upset because she says, why didn't he trust me? Why did he think, why did he assume I was with another guy if he actually likes me? And Ray, and Yutaki's like, yeah, tell him that. Yeah. It's so much false conflict, though. It's, it's, one, of those, <laughs> it's like... one of those shows that could be like where everything can be avoided by having one conversation. Like just, say, yeah. just saying what's up to somebody. So we do get a shot of uh, Ray running after him and her hair. I, first of all, I love that Ray has so much hair. Like even by the standards of this show, Ray has so much hair. Who's got more, her or Mina? It's I think, tough. I think Mina I think has Mina more because more. Mina is always tied up a little bit and is about yeah. the same length. I mean, obviously the person with the most is Usagi. Sure. But Ray's is so like voluminous and so it's it's swinging like a pendulum behind her as she runs like it's really i love the animation of her hair but yuichiro is getting into the tram that just happens to be the tram like coincidentally happens to be the tram that was possessed by the diamond egg like two to three days ago what zero to two days ago i don't know who knows how many hearts have been torn out in that time we don't know here's the thing apparently Everyone who has ridden this tram in Tokyo has a shitty heart. <laughs> they just have, they are garbage people. Uh, by the time we got to this point, though, 
we had kind of forgotten that plot because because the moment when he's getting on the train, Ray has like just gotten into sight of him, and my wife Devin, when we were watching, it was like yell something, and I'm like, it's there's gonna be a, it's the monster. <laughs> like you don't have to worry. Don't, about it. don't worry. <laughs> don't worry, everybody. It's still an episode of Sailor Moon. <laughs> Because, yeah, he literally doesn't even get on the train. He touches the door. Yeah, as soon as he touches and it, the train freaks out. The train, like, strobe lights and then starts floating. We do see the guy who drives the tram jump out, which I think is hilarious. It's not, we keep calling it a train, it's a streetcar. And then, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. The yeah, tram, the streetcar, turns into a sexy lady streetcar, and it's fucking amazing. Yeah. I mean, are you surprised? <laughs> I think, okay, look, it's been a couple weeks since we lost was since we watched the last one. I kind of forgot the over-the-top sexiness of the diamonds. It's amazing. Yeah, after the the, the Hot Wheel monster of last time, it wasn't good in the episode ninety-eight, so this one is pretty Good. Yeah, the the last one we watched, like the the uh, uh, Tyron is not like oh, super one, sexy, yeah. no. but like Toadin no, no. is mega sexy. Like I love her. <laughs> She's wearing like a tra- like a sexy train conductor costume, like a, like a uniform with like a mini skirt and heels, and a collar and tie, but no shirt, which is a great look for everybody. <laughs> right. She has right, right. crossing bars for her shoulder pads. She has wheels on her feet, and I think there's train tracks on her wrist. Oh, no, are they train tracks? I mean, she, they might just be she more definitely wheels. has all the. They, they might wheels. be more wheels. Yeah. Um, she's amazing. I love her. I love Toadin. She is ridiculoid. <laughs> ridiculoid. She turns into a lady, and she says to him, "Passengers, please board quickly." Yeah. Yeah. She's great. She's what? Uh, great. I, she um, now, Jordan. You aren't like the the yes. Super Sentai fan that I, me and I think Jake are. There is a uh, a recent Super Sentai series called Resha Sentai Tokyujer, and it's train based. Like they, it's it's all they ride around on a magic train made of imagination. They fight evil trains. They all have like train based costumes, and they have like uh, on their wrists they have train tracks that they move these toy trains across to transform. Okay. She looks like a villain from that. Sure. Uh, she looks like a villain that would fight the Tokyujers. The second thing I have to say is, you know the trend of drawing like sexy girl versions of things? Like mm-hmm. how you can like find like sexy girl versions of like Windows 98 on the internet? <laughs> do you do you have any idea what I'm talking about, Jordan? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Did that yeah. start with Sailor Moon when people were just like like what if a vacuum cleaner was sexy? What if a what if a car was sexy? Like did it start here? I'm genuinely curious about if that trend has its roots. I mean it's obviously got its roots in anime somewhere. But <laughs> does it have its roots in like Sailor Moon? I I mean I don't think so, but you know what? Our listeners are far more informed than we are, so they could tell well, us. Well, everything starts at Sailor Moon anyway. Yeah, all, so all roads lead yeah. back to Sailor yeah. Moon. Exactly. Or all, all train all, tracks. All tram tracks. <laughs> Did you mention that she has a whistle in her mouth constantly, no matter if her mouth is open or closed? Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so then she yeah. uh, she exposes her tattoo to get the heart out. Chris, where's her tattoo? Her tattoo is on her tricep. Uh, which means that in order to display it, she has to she has to shingo first of all, basically. But then yeah. she like, kicks up that leg, so she's in the classic pinup pose. Yep, I love her. I love her. 
I love her. <laughs> she is great. And uh, obviously she pulls out his, uh, you know, heart. <laughs> yeah. Crystal. You know, the asterisk-shaped crystal that lives in your chest. Meanwhile, Sailor Mars transforms, and we get to hear her song, Sailor Mars, Sailor Mars. Jordan, you can do, like, five new covers. Man, they would be really short covers, but, I mean, I mean, it would only be four, four four new covers. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I guess when when, uh, Sailor Moon transforms... It's our... No, no, that's not it. You played the wrong song. Yeah, I know. It's just the one, the, that I, the one that I have. It's the one that I have loaded up. That's Moon Prison Power Makeup. <laughs> okay, I thought you, I was like, that's not what it is. I, I know, the, I know what the other you song is it. because it's our theme song. Yeah. You have it, though. You used to. Did you get rid of it? Uh, I don't have it in the soundboard. I thought you did at one point. No, I don't think so. I mean, it, like, right. I've, I've, got, uh, I've got this in the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> that's for another show. Oh, I thought that was doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we all did it at once. It's oh, that's right. So, okay. So she pulls out his heart. Sailor Mars transforms. Uh, and Sailor Mars gives her little speech, which is similar to Sailor Moon's speech. But she says, it, uh, in the name of Mars, I will chastise you. Chastise you. Which is yes, a great right. line. He does not say, oh, I, guess it's, I guess it's Mercury who says, douse yourself in water and repent, right? Which is like the fucking right, right. best. That's a weird one. Toden uh, traps her with like a, 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 a one of the strap things that you hold onto. I think. Yeah. You know, she, like if you're standing. Yeah, she she to hold gets her with the, the train strap and which is a whip that is also a, a like hook. It's she's great. <gasps> and then who's the first one to go help Mars? <laughs> huh? Huh? So you're saying maybe it's a one-sided uh, love. <sighs> well. <laughs> Yes, Sailor Venus shows up to help with her love me chain. Yeah, yeah. love me chain, huh? Mm. Do, how, mm. how come the love me chain doesn't make people love her? Because it's symbolic. Like, wouldn't that be great if she used the love me chain and then the monsters were like, I love you. That would be great, though. <laughs> yeah. I would like that. <laughs> but in the manga, at one point, there's like a side story mm-hmm. and there's a some kind of demon that turns uh, Ray into a, a kissing monster and she <laughs> wants to kiss Minako. What? And she tries to kiss her, yes. <laughs> I don't I did not know that. Yeah, that yeah. sounds pretty That amazing. sounds like some that sounds like oh yeah, I was a uh, I was a monster for a minute. Yeah, I was uh, just a uh, <laughs> really gonna uh, turn into a kissing I monster there. That's my love. Then, uh, so, so she love me chains the, the heart out of Carrie Knight's hand. Mercury does a crazy flying leap to grab it out of the air. And then the scouts assemble and they, they say the Toten's motto is, what, what is it? No accidents, no violations. You're a bad girl who failed to live up to the motto. <laughs> You're a bad girl. She actually doesn't say that in the Viz dub. In the Viz dub... She says, Japan's trains are known for their safety. How dare you ruin the track record? Oh, that's cute. It's very cute. cute. Then she like turns into even more of a trolley car than she did it's before. So and she starts great. riding around. It's so great. Smashing through the scouts. It's pretty funny. Jupiter electrocutes her, but that does nothing because they run on electricity. So she zaps it right back at them. Yeah. She lays track over their faces and is going to run them down. 
She's basically riding around, like, like Toten is basically riding around in Downward Facing Dog, by the way. Like, just, <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> just straight back. It's, uh, oh, God, I love these stupid, stupid monsters. <laughs> they are the best. Yeah, and the panel thingy on her forehead yep. is really cool. Yeah, she has the, 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 the trolley panel, like, what it sa- where it says, yeah. like, uh, stuff. Yeah. Ray uh, gets her with the... Uh, the begun thing. The Afuda. Yes, the, the paper. The, the the demon begun. Yeah. Which stops her, and then she burns her on fire, and then she's like, Sailor Moon, you know, do the thing you always have to do that you never do unless someone reminds you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah. And she kills the monster. There's a great shot, by the way. It, it, it's only like a second long, but there's a great shot, like when, when she's like, now, Sailor Moon, use use your attack. Like, Usagi like stands up and like pulls out the the, the spiral heart rod right, and like right. like it's a really really cool shot that I don't think we've seen before. No, no, yeah, it's new. Where she's like, "Fuck yes!" <laughs> like she's really excited about killing this monster. It's great. So then, what happens then is that the people making the show realized, "Oh shit, we're out of time," <laughs> because they resolve this. In literally like one second shots. The yeah. train turns back into a train. It shoots out the diamond egg. We don't even see the diamond egg crack. It just goes like, boop, done. Yeah. We see the heart going towards Yurichiro. And it's like, yeah, you get it. Good enough. Then we cut to Uranus and Neptune. And they're like, yeah, uh, that yeah. wasn't uh, one. We're good. And they leave. That's it. Like one second. <laughs> and the whole thing is resolved. Did you see when... Um... I'm sorry, I'm I'm going back a little bit. No problem. Did you see when uh, Sailor Mars is uh, burning the train demon mm-hmm. on her panel? It's called. It says "Inflammable Materials Prohibited." <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So then Yurichiro wakes up in the train station, sleeping on Ray's lap, and she's like, "Oh, I'm glad you you got better after you fell and hit your head." Or something. And he's like, what? What about the monster? And she's like, that was a dream. I am gaslighting you. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Also, like, the tram pulls away and there's, like, a bunch of people on board. So I just imagine yeah, that, like, there's, like, 30 people sitting around in Tokyo going, like, oh, God, I'm going to be late. I hope they, I hope Sailor Moon remembers to do Moon Spiral Heart Attack soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they walk off into the night together. Uh, romantically. Yeah. Sorry, Mina. Mm. Eh, no. And that's the that's the end of the episode. It's fine. Maybe she's Polly, you know. Uh, well, oh, Ray is Ray is Polly. I mean, it could happen. Only only anime Ray though. Manga Ray. Well, first of all, Chad does not exist in the manga. Yeah, she's really not into boys at all. She's a recluse and maybe a bit. The lesbian, maybe. Yeah, a bit, just a little a tiny bit. bit. Just, just a tiny bit. Um, two things, <laughs> two real quick things about this. Uh, one, there's an amazing scene where they're talking, and you see Usagi like creep around a corner and then get pulled back by someone else, which is really cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then also, Ray's like, "Hey, you need to apologize to Haruka. You tried to fight a delicate young girl." Yep. But Haruka, I think Ray needs to apologize to Haruka now yeah. for saying that. Well, I think she's being sarcastic. <laughs> I think what she should say is, know, hey, you should I apologize know. to Haruka. She could murder you with a sword. <laughs> and the police would yeah. never catch her. 
And talking about stuff that like started from Sailor Moon, I wonder if the lovely animation with the, um, the final attack is uh, what inspired um, All in the Wall, the game show. I wonder. Because it started in Japan in um, 1997. Yeah, Jordan, have you not seen it? It's where they have like a wall coming at oh. you and there's like a cutout and you have to like pose so that you can pass through the wall. There was an American version very briefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've never heard of that. That's really funny. So it's pretty close in the in years. So I think maybe it could be. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to picture this, and I'm not. No, it's like a big wall, but it's terraform. It's on a conveyor so, belt. Yeah, and there's yeah. a hole, and basically uh, you can play with other people, and there's a few hole, and then. Oh wow! Yeah, I see it. I just I just googled it, and I'm yeah, seeing yeah, yeah. pictures from it. This is preposterous. <laughs> This is so silly. The thing is lovely is like there's no hole. They they right. make a demon shape hole when they go through the big heart. And and so and so how quickly does this come at you? Oh, uh, it's not that quick but not too slow either. There's like videos on YouTube too. It certainly doesn't hit you like Moonspiral heart attack, but it it no, comes no, no, fast no. enough that it will push no, no. you into a pole. That's the end of the episode uh, for this week. And so yes. now it is time for us yeah. to talk about uh, what we learned in the episode. It's time for Sailor Business Says. And Elizabeth, we will start with you. What did you learn from this episode? What lesson will you take away from it here in 2017? Well, <laughs> I learned that tying your hair up is insulting to bikers. <laughs> <laughs> right? Very true, uh, obviously. Yeah. Jordan, what did you learn? Oh, geez. I forgot to think about it. What did I learn? I learned how creepily much Dr. Tomo loves his little Derman eggs. It's, <laughs> it's it worth was... it in the next episode. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. It's a, it's a creepy, creepy amount of love that he has for those little diamond eggs. So in that, if given that, I can see why he's upset, because they're kind of like his little children and pets. So he's upset that they keep all dying. I learned that if you have a crush on someone, never talk to them about it, and instead just fist fight anyone you see them talking to. And it'll probably all work out, right? And then when you're heartbroken, you just like go to the train station while singing a, a very, very sad tune out and she'll come back to you. Yeah. I also learned that I may be attracted to trains and that's something <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to deal with by myself uh, or, or streetcars, streetcars, not train. We keep calling it a train. Final thoughts on the episode. I think this one's a really fun one. Uh for being about the Rei and Yuichiro relationship, which all like the manga or, or the anime tries to make that work and it always kind of like never really rings true. But I feel like you do get some fun, fun episodes out of it. And this is certainly one of them. Yeah, you didn't think it rang true? No, I don't think like I don't think I mean, you know, my feelings about Sailor Moon, uh, Jordan, and how, and how it's heterosexuality is the enemy of the story. <laughs> oh, it's a miracle romance. Yeah. You mean cookbook? No. But yeah, like I think very fun episode, super fun monster, uh, great stuff with uh, Kale and I. Just like, like the thing that I liked about uh, Esmerod, and I think the thing that made me remember Esmerod so fondly is that Esmerod is very like self possessed. Like she is very aware of her own hotness as she's wandering around, 
And I feel like Kaolinite is taking that to the next level. Like, just perched on top of a streetcar. Being like, hmm, this is fun. Elizabeth, any final thoughts on the episode? It's a Ray episode, so basically, I, I love it. Now, did <laughs> you did you pick this one when we were scheduling yeah. episodes? Yeah, I picked this one because I wanted to talk about Shinto a bit, and then because it's Ray. But next one was, like, a not-so-great uh, choice, but... Whatever, I, I got this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a preview for next episode. I say, yeah. In the next episode teaser uh, that's at the end of this one, the there's a line of, of dialogue when it starts off. The the line in the in the dub is the next episode is a must see for all you true Minako fans. And I was like, Oh uh, no. No. Oh no, it's a Minako spotlight. Uh, one day one day she'll be good i'm sure uh there, there are actually some fun stuff coming up but uh that brings this episode this might be the day maybe it is maybe it is it's not but maybe it is <laughs> so before we uh close out here elizabeth can you tell everyone where they can find you online oh my god um on twitter even though i'm basically just like tweet to you guys a lot <laughs> it's elise dubois written like El- elizabeth so with a S and not the end of the name. So Elise Dubois. On Instagram, it's uh, Michiko Ime with number eight in one word. Thank you so much for being on the show. We're going to have you back next week. But thank you for, for writing in and telling us things and uh, letting us know about Shintoism and uh, Naoko Takeuchi's more obscure works. Uh, that was super awesome of you. But we will talk to you more uh, next week. Uh, Jordan, where can everybody find us online? Us, our show, you can find us at Sailor Business. Uh, and you can find me at Crackshot with a zero for an O. And you can find our producer, Jake Mason, at JJ underscore Mason, where he can talk about all sorts of things, including his other podcasts, The Morphin Grid and uh, Pokemon World Tour and Pokemon World Tour United and Cool Kids Table. And I think you can find Chris online as well. Chris, where can you find you? You can find me on Twitter as the ISB. That's T H E I S B. And you can also go to the dash ISB for links to uh, the comics I write, the other things that I write online, and the other podcasts that I do, including uh, Xena Warrior Business and uh, War Rocket Ajax and Movie Fighters, which I do with uh, Matt Wilson. Definitely check out patreon.com slash sailorbusiness. Uh, that's where we're going to be posting some stuff. Uh, you can get the Allison Stock outtake reel now. We actually, um, <laughs> since we took a break over Christmas, uh, we actually posted an episode early up there. I don't know if that's going to be a, a thing we're going to do with any kind of regularity, but uh, all the all the patrons got our last episode a little bit early since we were all kind of off for the holiday, and we wanted to give uh, backers a little treat. So definitely check out patreon.com slash sailorbusiness. Uh, and you can email the show at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com, just like Elizabeth did, if you have any comments or questions or things about the show that you specifically related to, hit us up. We want to hear about it because it's really fun to hear. So that does it for Sailor Moon S episode 99. We will be back next week for Sailor Moon episode 100. I want to quit being a Sailor Guardian, Minako's Dilemma. And until then, keep your mind on Sailor business.
has a heart as pure as gold. If you find a special place in it, you're one of the luckiest people on earth. I know that. And if you lose that place, your heart will burst into a thousand tiny pieces of misery. Now, excuse me, I gotta go put a blues band together. Huh? Bye. Hope they still have vacancies at the Heartbreak Hotel.